What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor, yes. man. Oh, are you feeling recharged uh, after your break? Yes, absolutely. I was in, uh, for those who don't already know, uh, last week I was away in yeah. Bali. Yeah. Living the Bali Beach Boy lifestyle. Bali Beach mm. Boy. Uh. Mm. Mm. Well, what is Bali Beach Boy Terrence like, man? Surfer dude. Oh, is it? The beach all day, potato head. Ah. Uh, eating exotic food, you know. Sashimi yeah, yeah. all, is it? Do they eat sashimi there? I mean, no, potato no, no. head got Japanese food, right? Yeah, but not, not, it's not the. I think beef and burgers and meats are oh, barbecue yeah, yeah. meats are a bigger thing there. Correct, correct. But yeah, it was a good week away, and uh, I know di- I know Rishi held the fort very well. Yeah, yeah, over correct, here. correct. And uh, two Cindy's in the room. Two Cindy's in the room. You know, <laughs> talking about Indian weddings. Like, uh, you can't get away from it. Uh, Indian weddings always come. Uh, and then the second topic also was the Indian comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, just can't can't get away from it, lah. Yeah, can't get away from it. But yeah, how was it, man? It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I'm excited about Rishi's show coming up. Oh, yes. Rishi's uh, stand-up show. Like yeah, stand-up yeah. show. Um, I mean, hopefully he takes some stories from his time in New York mm-hmm. uh, and into the show. And the good thing is the whole show's new. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the whole show's new. La. Yeah, the whole, his whole act is, is new, la, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Correct, correct. But uh, yeah, you know, one of the interesting things I, I realized while I was in Bali was mm. that, uh, yeah, I know, I, I was when I was in Bali, I was thinking, wow, this, it's really like a tourist playground, uh. Uh. Like the whole economy, everything is built around the tourism industry there, like, right? Mm. Uh, while I was thinking that at the same time, I was getting away from Singapore, where basically Singapore that weekend was a playground for tourists or so. Like, yeah, yeah, F- exactly. F1, we literally shut down parts of the city yeah. so that tourists have a good time and all that, like, right? Uh, and yeah, like, so, so there were parallels in what I was experiencing in Bali and what was going on in Singapore. Mm. Uh, but how do you feel being here in the thick of the F1 Just action. like any other weekend. <laughs> Just you're not like involved in it at all. No. Mm. Like even today, like you came here, you say, oh, how, how was F1? I was like, uh, I mean, there was a crash, I think. Yeah, yeah. Apart from that, I really don't know. Yeah. Um, I Concerts, parties, no? Nothing. I didn't see a lot of people sharing also. Maybe my friends all, mm. the people I followed didn't go. Yeah. I don't know, but Post Malone was here. Yeah, uh, yeah, Robbie yeah. Williams, yeah. right? But even then, it was like, Okay la. Mm. Well, it's only nah. yeah, la, like, like I think we talked about it was it's really only for tourists, la, right? Yeah. La, you know? yeah la. So basically yeah. the things that we didn't give a shit about were probably like what the local Balinese people were to you la. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Not <laughs> giving like, a uh, shit about potato head <laughs> and all that <laughs> tourist kind of spots. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and, I mean, uh, even then you were in one of the more commercial parts of Bali, la, right? I went out I mean I went out to Ubud. Oh, you went to Ubud? Um, yeah, so oh. Seminyak was where so I spent most of my time. you found yourself, you found yourself. Yeah, yeah, I went to, no, but it was, again, it's such a, a very commercialized thing really, right? Yeah. They bring you to specific places. Yeah. And, and I mean, anyway, I think years ago, we did a video in Ubud with the rice mm. fields and everything. Mm. Now there are like people doing um, zip lines across the rice fields. Oh, yeah. Those, cycling? Cycling on the zip lines. Yeah, cycling uh, on the zip lines. You know, those swings that you, you, you can literally rent dresses and then go on those swings so you feel like a princess. Mm-mm-mm. Although some people did not look like princesses when they were sitting on those swings. Yeah, like, right? yeah. yeah But, but uh, yeah, the, the whole thing just feels like a very, like if you, uh, like a tourist playground, uh, basically. Mm. Yeah, Even yeah. Ubud, eh? Even Ubud, yeah. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't say that it's, it's like you get away from 
the commercial nature of uh, capitalistic capitalistic society by going to Bali mm. yeah, but 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 you there are there are a lot of plus points of that place yeah. yeah but I think like Bali I think the first time I went there I realized it's damn big it's ten times the size of Singapore is it ten yeah it's I, 10 I, times. I thought it was closer to like six or seven. I also did my I did my calculations. When oh, I was is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. pull it up, pull it up, my parents. <laughs> no, just my land, like the, yeah, the land, cal- land size. Yeah, yeah, maybe reclaim lah by then, by now. I don't know, yeah. Okay, yeah. but anyway, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah point what taken. was I saying? Fair but point. The thing is, there are very commercial parts of Bali, but yeah. there are also parts that are yet to be commercial. Hmm. It's just you have to, they're a bit further out yeah. uh, and they don't have maybe the hippest cafes and shit like that. But I, I think Bali... Like certain parts of Bali, like Seminyak and Changu, the last time I went, it kind of lost the charm for me already. Like. Oh, okay, okay. It's too much already. You need to get out there. I need to get out, man. The the roaches in the fields and everything. No, nah, fuck nah. What roaches? <laughs> no, the untouched beaches, the one where there's not, not that many tourists, which Changu mm. was like five years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, even that time that we went, it was a very different uh, Ubud from what Ubud is today also. Mm. Yeah, so places change, yeah. Change, we man. Just, yeah, we, they lose the charm. They lose yeah. their charm exactly, and I mean, I mean, Singapore now F one. How many years in already? I think it was fifteen or something. Fifteen or six. we are fifteen years in. I believe so. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, I, re- I think it was two thousand eight when we started. I believe. Wow. Yeah, correct. Crazy. Fifteen right? years in, crazy man. But yeah, we're back to the grind. Uh, yes. Last week was Parliament sitting. Yeah, I right. also yeah yeah yeah. I was keeping track of what oh, was going on. You're keeping track, is it? Yeah yeah yeah. While on the sipping your uh what pina colada on the on the uh, beach. Yeah. Some some Bali cocktails are yeah probably uh-huh. can't remember what <laughs> yeah. but it was very nice uh. cinnamon yeah, yeah. a little cinnamon stick stirrer uh, where the cinnamon you, was from the bark locally grown bark as <laughs> 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 you read about like MPs in Singapore getting their pay or not getting their pay uh. yeah 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 mm. uh, yeah but I I, I I was quite surprised like you were like you said on the podcast that. Uh, I totally, it totally went over my head like, that there was this parliamentary sitting. Yeah. Right after F1. I also didn't know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Quite, quite uh, incidental. Uh. Like mm. right after F1, they discussed the minister who is currently being investigated for corruption mm. relating to F1. Yep. Yeah, it was just like that. Uh. But yeah, life goes on. Uh. Life goes on, man. After, after the presidential election, it's like back to regular programming again, uh, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But yeah. So, so we have some interesting topics to talk about today. Mm, uh, mm. But before that, yes. wha- what are we back to always saying, Terence? Um, if you're new here or you don't haven't already done so, please subscribe of on YouTube or follow us on Spotify or whatever uh, podcast platform you listen to us to on. Because uh, th- I think that really helps us in terms of getting uh, people, more people, to actually uh, encounter the podcast. All right, mm, mm, mm. not not experience, but just to see the icon, uh, to see our faces there pop up a little bit. Mm, mm, that the algorithm needs you to do that for us, mm, right? Yeah. Yes. And, and what? And what else? And if you want to work with us, uh, be it as an individual, your company, uh, your brand, uh, we'd love to chat. So you can just email us at contact at ministryoffunny dot com. Mm, mm. Sweet man. But yeah. Let's uh jump right in uh. like yeah man this is a big international incident that has taken taken place in Singapore that is causing waves across the world uh, right yeah yeah what and, is this and uh I mean it was yeah, the news actually stopped, like came to light when you were in Bali I know yeah 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 it was the the news that there was this Japanese tourist in Singapore mm. who was charged uh, over nine hundred plus dollars for a crab. Mm. Uh, Alaskan crab Alaskan right. crab at a seafood paradise at Clarkey 
Mm. So mm. I remember seeing this. It came out uh, September nineteenth, which is a, yep. which was a Tuesday. Uh, then by Wednesday, Paradise Group uh, issued a statement, um, and they even said that the the they claimed that the customer was aimed at tarnishing the reputation of the restaurants and its mm. staff on various platforms. Yep. So to recap what happened, basically there was a tourist who, along with her family of four, so five individuals from Japan, mm. uh, they went to Paradise um, uh, Group a restaurant at Clarkie. They sat down and they they wanted to buy crab, right? Mm. Alaskan crab. Uh, and they were talking about um, they they were talking with the waiter, and they found out that the price was okay thirty dollars per hundred grams la. Mm. And and that is a point of dispute la. Yeah. But basically, thirty dollars was apparently mentioned. Mm. Um. Uh. Then the staff brought the whole Alaskan crab, yeah. the live crab, yeah. to them. Uh, showed them the size. Uh, mm. they took photos. Um, and then after that, when they served it. Instead of just preparing it in two different styles, they prepared mm. it in three different styles on three different plates. Yep. Right. The customers ordered uh, other things like fried rice and and other dishes. They finished everything. Yeah. Uh, according to the manager, after that they were even telling the manager the food was great. Mm. Mm. And then when the bill came, mm. uh, it was a total of a thousand three hundred and twenty-two dollars and thirty-seven cents. Yeah. Sing dollars, right? Sing dollars. Sing dollars. Yeah. GST inclusive, like, I think. Mm. With the crab alone coming up to nine hundred and thirty-eight dollars. Yeah. So the diners apparently were speechless. They uh, one of them claimed that the restaurant did not inform their table that it would be preparing the whole crab for them. Mm. Nor did it inform them of the crab's total weight, um, and that the staff uh, apparently failed to let them know there was thirty dollars per hundred grams. Mm. So then they refused to pay. They called the police. Uh, the manager apparently offered like a discount. Of hundred and seven and four dollar four dollar forty cents mm. to who to the whole will. price our goodwill. Yeah. Then the customer escalated the incident to STB. Then they turned over the matter to Consumers Association of Singapore. Mm. So that made international news, lah. Yeah. Yeah. That's and true. then the day after, Paradise Group uh, posted their clarification and photos from the restaurant's CCTV, lah. Yeah. That showed like uh yeah like the there was staff showing the crap, mm. the mm. customers taking photos. The staff pointing at the menu, uh, and and yeah, that's where we're at. Yeah, yeah. So, but when you first heard of all this, like, did you expect that it would become such a, I mean, not say not say ground shaking news, but the fact that international news outlets are picking it up, like, right? Yeah, I didn't expect story. that. You did not expect that. Uh, right? I didn't expect this that. international dispute between Japanese tourists and the most expensive country in Singapore. Um, uh, you mean the most expensive country? Uh, in the, the country in the world. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Confirm already, we're the most expensive. I mean, we're always up there. Like, arguably, like, arguably, arguably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I mean, uh, it's it's quite a... I, I think we've we've heard of these things happening before. In fact, mm. it has happened to me as well, like, right? Mm. Um, but for it to become like an international incident um, doesn't reflect well on Singapore also. Like, yeah, right, it, right, it happened right. to you. You mean like the time when you were traveling and then the day ended up... No. In Singapore? In Singapore, where... Yeah, I go to a place and then I want to eat a certain type of. Uh, I remember quite clearly that like, I came. It was this was like after, after coming out from a club like in the wee hours in the morning. Mm. I wanted to eat a certain kind of uh, prawns. I think like the, they call it my pienzia, which is like the uh, drunken prawns. No, no, no. There's the prawns that that are cooked in um, what do you call it? Uh, uh with a 
certain kind of like uh, fried covering of it. Shit. Uh, like, oat, like cereal. Oat, yeah, oat. Cereal prawn. Yes, that's right. Oh, my Fuck uh, cereal prawn. I was thinking what kind of exotic dish. Exactly. Exactly. It wasn't an exotic dish. Cereal Except prawn. I had, I had that level of trouble <laughs> describing what I was just describing yeah. and forgetting what the name of it was, especially in Mandarin as well. You uh. see? So I, I I ordered, generally thought I they understood what I was asking for. And they, yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. And then they, they brought it out and it was something else. Uh, it was some other prawn, mm. which I didn't really know what it was either. Mm. Then, I mean, uh, being drunk and everything, I still ate it. At the end, the bill came up to like two or $300 for, yeah, just for that prawn. And this was like 2 a.m. in the morning. Then, so it was like, I got an argument with them uh, and, and like, uh, at first I refused to, to, to pay because I was like, well, I mean, you guys never even mentioned what the price of this whole thing was. Like, uh. you know, they, they just, in my drunken stupor, they just took advantage of the fact and just pushed me probably the most expensive dish that they had, like, right? Mm. And, uh, yeah, and, and we disputed to a point where they just gave a goodwill discount to it, but I ended up paying, paying for the whole thing. Like. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. So many things were unpacked, man. You mean it was a craving, is it? You wanted prawns. I mean, we were at a place that had seafood, uh. right? And I wanted a certain kind of prawn, the cereal prawn, which I had that kind of trouble that you just saw earlier describing uh, in Mandarin as well, yeah. in dr- half drunk. And uh, yeah, so I felt it was very predatory. Uh, like they uh-huh. were taking advantage of the fact that uh, either the comprehension of what you're ordering or or that you're half drunk, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there, there's, there's something there where I feel that they are taking advantage of the situation. Uh. Mm. And I mean, you're not, usually when you order these things and you just want to eat and have a good time with your friends or that you don't really question as much, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I didn't like the predatory tactics that they used there. But do you bring it up to case or anything? No, nah, this was years, years ago. But mm. I kicked up a fuss about it at a restaurant. They gave a small discount for the whole thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've, I've blacklisted ever going back to that place. La. Oh, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know that, man. Mm. So when you read this, do you have like, wow, I feel their pain in that? Um, yeah, when I heard about it, I'm like, uh, Seafood is, I think it happens a lot with seafood. Mm. Because for some reason, uh, yeah, I mean, for obvious reasons, uh, they don't like to tell you what the actual price of the whole thing that you're eating is. They tell you what it is per 100 grams. Uh, mm. Which, maybe it's the tactic of to draw you into entice you to, to buy it. But yeah, this is like, it's $26 or whatever it is, the price times 35 because eh, it's 3.5 kg. Yeah. You know, so unless you are really looking at it closely and doing the math in your head and and they are being very, very communicative with the math. Um, as a consumer, sometimes you it's hard. Like, and this was a Japanese tourist as well. Yeah. Japanese, I think a lot of them, the English isn't, they're not, English isn't their first language, right? Mm. So it must have been, you know, quite a, quite a shitty situation to be in. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when I first saw this, I was like, oh, this is just like, and Atta's version of all those complaints on Stomp, uh, you know, mm-hmm. when they say, well, how can my chai peng cost $7 or something? Yeah. Uh, but the more I read it, the more, like, um, like okay, so so this one, I can imagine that even if the restaurant did all they could, mm. uh, it becomes a debatable thing. Okay, it's a he says, she says kind of thing. Mm. To a certain extent, right? I mean, you look at the CCTV footage, he's just pointing there, mm. but it doesn't, there's the $30 Per hundred grams or whatever, yeah, uh, it doesn't really say much, mm. And I mean, someone shared the menu of um, uh, Paradise Group uh, online, yeah. And I'm looking at it, okay. I don't know when this. It was August. I don't know which which yeah, August this 2023. Year, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Um, basically, you look under crab, it says Scotland snow crab, 2680 per 100 grams. Mm. Uh, Dungeness crab, 1080 per 100 grams. Mud crab, 1080 per 100 grams. Alaskan king crab, seasonal price. Mm, mm. So they don't even say per 100 grams. Yeah. And they said they reference it being similar to the snow crab, right? Yeah, yeah. snow crab. So then, I mean, like, uh, then when you hear the account, they thought uh, that it wouldn't be the whole crab. Yeah. Which I can also imagine as a customer. Mm, mm, you bring this fucking 3.5 kg crab. Yeah. Uh, is it going to be the whole crab? Yeah. And also, like, just by sight, you don't know, I don't know whether they said 3.5 kg or not. Yeah. But you never know. Maybe the crab is like them light, uh, you know? Yeah. You've, yeah. Have you had the Alaskan king crab at um, in Japan before? No. I, I have had. Uh, and, and it's true that sometimes uh, some of these places, they don't serve the full crab, you mm. know? They have a plate out there where they put the legs of the crab there and you take as many as you want, uh, you know? Uh, and I, I don't know how, I can't remember how they charge, uh, but what this Japanese tourist is saying that some places don't serve the full crab. Yeah. It's true, uh, some places you don't get the full body and you're just there for the legs or what. So maybe they were there thinking that, oh, I'm, I just want to try how they cook it, you know, and not, mm. that, I want, not that I want to eat the whole crab by yeah. itself. Yeah. yeah. So I can see some, yeah, there is a possibility. La. But then, then it's like, okay, that's how it is in your country. Yeah. yeah. I don't go to America and say, hey, can I get a latte siu thai, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? And then yeah. they'll be like, hey, fuck you lah, and I can't say anything, all right? Correct, correct. So in this case, but okay, so the one thing is when they brought the three plates full of crab, mm. I can't imagine they will be small plates, lah, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, because okay, 3.5 kg is also the weight of the crab plus the shell. Lah, mm. right? I don't know whether they de-shell it or not. So online when people were debating it, some people say, if you see three plates, you think that's still going to be 100 grams? Mm. Right. But they ate mm. it. Lah. They ate it all up. Lah. Yeah. Yeah. So then in that case, I don't think the customers are also fully innocent. Mm. So you think they're Freeloaders lah, trying to get a free meal. No, so I think, okay, so I think this is just a miscommunication of the highest order mm. and the customers just being not the most diligent lah. Mm. Which mm. I'll totally admit, if I'm in a foreign country, having a dinner, like, nice with my family, am I going to be the most meticulous about certain details? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Right, so certain things might fall through the cracks lah. Yeah. But in just this case, it feels like, wow, uh, I don't think they're fully innocent. Mm. But I also don't, I, 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 I'm not sure whether the restaurant went to all the, the, the things they could do to alert the customer of the eventual price. La. Yeah, I don't think they did. La. Basically, yeah. I think that's the, to, to me, it's, uh, yeah, the, the consumer obviously <clears throat> should, could have been more diligent, la, right? Mm. Um, yeah, but like what you said, to a, there's only up to a certain point you keep asking, you keep asking questions, how much is, how much is that? Yeah. Um, and, I think uh, given like what you said, looking at the menu, just them not listing a price there and all, uh, then the restaurant should be a bit more communicative in the process of showing the crap and everything. Maybe even mm. bring a weighing scale with mm. it to say, say hey, this is how much it's going to cost. La. Mm. Or approximately, la, don't even tell me exactly, but okay, each crap is about how many kg and this is what the total cost of the crap will be. Yeah. I think that would go a long way to yeah. helping people decide, la, right? Yeah, yeah. Seasonal price or per 100 grams, like why even 100 grams? Like, no, there's no crap. The, the, that crap itself was 3.5 kg. Yeah. You charge per kg, la, right? You know, then it makes sense that, okay, then it's $260 or $300 per kg. Then people will be like, oh, okay, maybe I shouldn't get that, la, right? Yeah. But like, Per 100 grams, you put it there to, to draw people in. That doesn't make sense to me. Like. Oh, so you're saying even the pricing itself, it's like 
uh, yeah, like if you, you put to, in you put in these quantities that you can never buy a hundred gram crab, yeah. right? Then then it's kind of like misleading, lah. Right? Yeah, but then you buy house, they do per square foot, right? Yeah, they do, but uh. but that is because the. But you know the total price of the house, right? They tell oh, you yeah, yeah, sure, right? True, yeah. They don't tell you, oh, this is the per square foot price. How much is the house? Oh, um, yeah. You see the house how big? Yeah, yeah, you see the house how big? You won't, right? They will tell you the price straight up. Like, Can you imagine the real estate agent? This one is 1,000 square uh, yeah. per PSF. Mm, mm, mm. You see how big the house is? You see how big? Then you come and tell me whether you want to buy. <laughs> then you go and calculate yourself. No, I cannot. Why? Right. So why should it be that different from seafood? Where, yeah, you know, yeah. you go by the, where you go by the weight. I mean, you know what the weight is. Before yeah. you cook it already, right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Because I remember, like, recently when I went with my wife to Penang, we went to get this nasi, nasi, pa, nasi kanda, nasi kanda, mm. which Penang is famous for. La. It's basically like, like, chai peng in the sense that you pick and choose. La. Yeah. So we went, like, I think at midnight or something, then we're like, okay, let's just get one plate. And everything looked damn good. La. Yeah. But before we ordered a prawn, right, the guy said, bro, this one is uh, 18 ringgit per prawn. Oh, yeah. Then I was like, Really? But it it was a huge ass prawn. Uh, okay, so okay. in the end we got we got one prawn and then a bunch of other stuff and he said every time before we say he said, Okay, this one will be how much? In the end, the one plate in Penang was sixty three ringgit la, Whoa. For okay. Nasi Kanda. But it was epic. La. Okay, okay. But I appreciated that he told us, bro, this this and he said he spoke in Malay. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. he said, Yeah, this one uh Udang uh ringgit. I'm like, Okay, okay, can. Yeah. Then yeah, so so he took the effort, mm. la, right? So when it came, it wasn't a shock. La. So 63 ringgit, you still like, okay. La. I mean, like I sat there for a while, I'm like, what the hell is this? Like 63 ringgit for Nasi Kanda mm. at his place in uh, Penang where, I mean, the food generally is not the most expensive. Yeah. So 63 ringgit. Yeah. But we got like four, five meats. La. Okay. La. Yeah. So yeah, it was yeah, a damn yeah. good meal. So after that, I was like, Okay, you know what? Just have you enjoyed it and it was damn good. Yeah, and, and two of us share one plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and 24, I mean, 63 Plus exchange ringgit. rate. Yeah, plus exchange rate, all that. Divide I mean, by two. Okay, la, you're not, it's not too bad. La, right? Yeah, it's not. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. just like for a plate of rice and meat, uh, oh, course, it's 63 ringgit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even then, we kind of knew it was expecting. La. Mm. It's like while lining up, choosing the one, you kind of know, okay, this is going to be uh, uh, a certain price. Yeah. And yeah, la. So so in this case, it does feel like is a tactic, lah. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. I can't see. I mean, I I get why Paradise Group is coming out, you know, being defensive about it and all. But overall, the whole all the F and B operators and all that, I only, I, in fact, those are the ones that I'm the most afraid of, lah. Mm. When I see our friends visiting or what, and they want to eat like seafood, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm always like, okay, we have to be very sure what you want and what you don't want. Don't yeah. let them don't let them haggle you into like buying something you don't you don't want to buy and and, and all that, you know? Mm. And you gotta know the exact price as you as you are as asking for it. Uh. Yeah. Cause yeah. It, it always I feel like it happens more than just more, more than it's happened more than once before already, like, mm. right? This kind of thing. It's just that this one in particular because of social media and I think the the Japanese tourist has also taken the social media yeah. to talk about it and has brought in STB and then that's case. Right. so we'll see what what can be done about it but it's honestly what can be done like what I don't can know. be done because they I think really, right? they ate it I don't yeah. think there's any clawback mm. uh, there's nothing illegal pun, pun intended uh, clawback oh, <laughs> wow, I don't know <laughs> right? clawback uh. very relevant term uh, yeah, over yeah, the past yeah. week 
But uh, yeah, the restaurant technically didn't do anything wrong. Lah. Yeah, yeah. But you know, our consumer protections in Singapore are pretty shitty. Yeah, pretty that, shitty yeah. also. Pretty There's shitty. very little recourse for consumers who feel that they've been misled by advertising or anything like that. I think yeah. it's one of these things that most Singaporeans know is that Clucky is a tourist trap, lah, right? Mm. Uh, like mm. even if to eat seafood, when when friends come over, I almost never go to Clucky. Yeah. And yeah. that's one thing. The second thing is whenever I see seasonal price for any kind of restaurant, right, yeah, I just stay away. Stay away. Like, yeah. just stay away uh, because you never know. Lah, but yeah. This one is like, uh, but yeah, even everything, then, uh, even like, even durian and all these kind of things. Yeah, yeah. Is them scary also, uh, When you, oh, is it? I mean, I've been in that situation when if uh, friends were visiting and then they, uh, I, I rely on them to order the durian because mm. I just wanted them to let them try the experience, and they came back with some, some ridiculous bill, uh, and then the justification was that the durian has this whiskey. The whiskey smell to it. You smell it <laughs> After a while, you're like, what? I mean, durian is not cheap to begin yeah. with, right? But like to pay like, you know, close to 100 bucks to, to eat durian and, and all but that. But what is. did they tell you before? The price per 100 grams or something, is it? Uh, I don't even know if they, if they even talked about the price that much. Uh, but mm. basically, you know, friends were like, oh, like, just, just get the best just one. Whack, yeah, just Just get whack. the best one. What's the best one you all have? Oh, hundred dollars. Because huh? to them, it's like, probably to foreigners, it's like, oh, it's just fruit, right? How expensive can it get? <laughs> it's just fruit they pick off a tree, right? And then, uh, but durian is like the king of fruits for a reason. Huh? Well, uh, yeah, but yeah. like, I mean, in the comments, a lot of people are like defending the, what you might call it, restaurant, eh? Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which I found surprising. Like someone was saying, oh, these customers just want to taint the restaurant. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Really, like these five people from Japan come down and they want to take down a paradise group. Yeah, miscom lah, miscom both ways. Um, yeah, can't hundred percent fault either side lah. Exactly right? lah, yeah, yeah. But maybe they can work something out lah, like uh, work 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 out some kind of like uh repayment plan or something like that, longer term lah. You know. Mm. Uh. So so I mean, uh, if anything, <laughs> like this cops. paradise paradise group at least has got the publicity. Yeah. Right, good or bad, whatever it is. The fact that they're being covered internationally is a thing, really. You mean offer something like cops, uh, uh, like cots, or like the, you know, what's the buy now, pay no, later? No, is you eat, you <laughs> eat, eat now, pay later. Fucking, yeah. you pay off your snow crab for a year, is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's one, $1,000, man, for crab. Oh my king god. Crab, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, is Alaskan king crab even that amazing? I'm not a crab person, lah. Um, I mean, the the meat can, is, there's a lot of meat, lah, obviously, yeah. right? And I think in Japan itself, it's a very big uh, delicacy mm. that that you have to. I mean, you have to pay quite a bit to eat as well, mm. like, yeah. But uh, interesting things in Singapore, yeah, they they cut it up into three pieces and yeah. then had three different dishes for it, like. So in that sense, I agree with what you said. The tourists have hey, uh, three whole dishes of crab yeah, yeah, yeah. can't possibly be thirty dollars only, right? You know. Knowing how Singapore is so expensive and all that. Yeah, that's the thing. So yeah. I guess when you when you say it that way, like people who come to Singapore, you can't have to understand that it is going to be expensive. Right? Yeah. So if I don't know, like it just feel did they think because the other dishes they ordered were like twenty bucks for fried rice? Mm. You know, did they think that this is just another thirty dollar dish that they would give a thirty dollar equivalent or like yeah. hundred grams of the meat? Yeah. yeah. Then it feels like wow. Hmm. Yeah, our, our relationship with seafood, prob- might, but you think about it, our relationship with seafood could be different from a how a Japanese, Japanese perceives yeah, seafood. Yeah. So it's like, so I mean, sushi, sashimi is so common for them, right? Like yeah. every your downstairs, the place that your breakfast place has like really, really fresh, good fish, yeah. which you probably would have to pay a lot more in Singapore for, for yeah. something like that. 
So maybe they didn't see it that way and then they just assumed that to their own oh. uh, detriment. Actually, yeah, they're coming from Japan, like where yeah. people probably know a lot about seafood. Yeah. So they wanted to try the chili crab, probably. Yeah, right? yeah. The way they, the way it's cooked, uh, and maybe they thought, oh, maybe they'll just throw in a leg or two. Yeah. Wow, then can you imagine you come here, apparently they just finished like a tour group. Yeah. They go for this dinner, they're like, wow, you know, sometimes <laughs> when you're overseas, you're like, this is, this is life, man. You know, yeah. yeah. I'm here with my family, had a great day, had this awesome meal. $10,300. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. That doesn't feel nice. Yeah. Crazy, man. Rough. But crazy. Welcome to one of the most expensive cities in the world, mm-hmm. Singapore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, speaking of uh, things that, that catch people by surprise, mm. right? I think um, there's something happening more locally as well. Yeah. That um, some, what, what would, people also would describe it as very crabby kind of behavior. Oh, right? lama, uh. From somebody who might now, who was almost in a position of power, right? Correct. Uh. And that has caused a little bit of a ruckus in our tertiary institution uh, at NTU. And yeah. what's this incident? Uh? It is the incident that um, apparently there was a ex, uh, executive committee member of the NTU Student Union. Mm. Um, who recently was running for the role of president of NTUSU, which is the student union. Okay. Um, and it was revealed that back in 2022, um, after a, a meeting with his uh, committee, there was a drinking session at one of the guy friend's uh, dorm room. Um, and they were all drinking and all that. And this guy in particular was accused of giving a younger member of the committee, a female, mm. Mm. Uh, water, well, alcohol when she was asking for water. Yeah. And she eventually ended up drunk and passed out. Um, and two friends who were also on the committee brought her back to her room, made sure she was okay. And only a week later, told her the truth. Like, that, mm. Okay, um, there was, like, this guy was giving you alcohol when you were asking for water and you passed mm, out. Mm. And then there was an investigation that, that was launched because she felt very um, unfairly treated. Yeah. And then there was a lot of um, debate and then eventually the individual was suspended. Mm. Um, and as of last week, he actually kind of um, uh, 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 stepped down. Uh, oh, former, withdrew yeah, he withdrew his bid, yeah. yeah amidst the scandal. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he's no longer running for president of the NTU Student Union. Mm. Um, and apparently, I mean, NTU Student Union, they put out something on the their Instagram to mm. clarify uh, all the things that were being discussed. Because it went, it got, it, it got uh, whistleblown on a Reddit thread. Mm. Then mm. it got picked up by this student magazine called Soapbox.sg. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, what they describe like a, a student-run initiative to to a news organization that was launched in 2019 to provide accurate and unbiased news about school events, trends, and issues that matter to university students and alumni. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So then Mothership picked it up, and uh, yeah, it was it was discussed across different local media outlets. Hmm. But yeah, so. That's been that's been buzzing. Mm, 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 but um, well, you first heard about it when? Uh? Were you? Yeah, on Reddit lah. Uh. On, on Reddit, Reddit uh. it was it came out my feet and everything. Mm. Uh, but oh. yeah, you know, it, it's it's just reading about it. Uh, but there's a lot of things that are happening lah, right? Mm. But I think the crux of the matter is should someone who has had questionable 
ethical uh, breaches mm. that were yeah, he was he or she was punished for. Should they be allowed to run for the president of the student union, uh, mm, which is mm. the the student representative body mm. of the school, uh, right? Mm, mm, mm. Um, yeah, that's the crux of the issue, uh. Yeah, <laughs> but I know before this we're having a bit of discussion, like, mm, what is this issue about, uh, Really? Yeah. But for you, like, what was it about this issue that caught your eye? Uh? I mean, like, uh, okay, so so the one thing is the way Soapbox uh, was reporting it and the mm. way the news was reporting it. It really felt like uh, the scandals of Singapore politicians. Mm. Like, mm. Uh, even, you know, withdrew his presidential bid amidst the scandal. Hashtag not my president. <laughs> <laughs> then, like, the way they were writing it was very, very formal. Mm. Which mm. I think, okay, on one hand, it is a very mature approach to it. Yeah. Like, there was a disciplinary committee, there were investigations launched. And it felt like, oh shit, like, uh, I guess this is being taken, treated very seriously by the student body. Mm. Uh, especially because they were complaining that the NTU governing body, uh, the authorities were not doing anything. Like. Yeah. Then, of course, I won't deny that when I was reading this, I was like, uh, but I mean, that's how a lot of drinking sessions, <laughs> I would imagine, go. You mean your drinking sessions are so predatory, uh, like you force people to drink alcohol? alcohol when they don't want it. I don't force. I've been forced. <laughs> I've been peer pressured. Um, of course, by like guy friends. Mm. I think the moment is guy and girl and girl and guy, it is an additional level of complexity. Yeah. But my first response, I won't deny, I was like, wait, so there was, there was no physical harassment. Yeah. There was no, uh, thankfully, nothing more serious uh, than that. Uh, it was just this, this drinking. Mm. But then, of mm. course, I had to just like step back and question wait, is that the easy way out? Mm. Am I mm. just projecting my 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 gullible years onto this year today's youth? Mm. Mm. And I was thinking, wait, am I am I check am I like just No, you're victim shaming. Yeah, you're I'm victim, victim shaming. shaming yeah. You're uh, downplaying the I'm downplaying and yeah. I have male male privilege, la, right? Yes, you're yeah, your male privilege. I'm yeah. like rolling around in my male privilege. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so yeah, that was my first thought. Um yeah, but but the other thing also that, that I also was a bit confused about is like, what is the big deal about the NTUSU la, being the president of this student union? La? Yeah. Like, is it a very, very big thing, you think? Um, I mean, we, we didn't go to, to school locally, la, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, but there were these kind of like president of the class kind of things that we had back in university. Yeah. But in our university that we both went to UPenn, uh, I think nobody gave a shit who the president of the student body was. Like, I, would, right? I would think only, like I think the, the thing about like uh, council uh, or president bodies, the people who give a shit are the people in it. La. Yeah. Everyone yeah. else, I don't know. I don't know. That, that, that was during our time. La, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember I was a prefect in primary school. Yeah. Uh, but after that, never a uh, prefect after yeah. that. And when I watched my friends who were prefects or council members in secondary school at JC, I always wondered, like, what, why, 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 why do you join? Uh? Like, do you actually decide shit? Mm. Um, I don't know. But prefect, prefect, I still can see why. La. Prefect, uh, there's sort of a, there's almost like a policing role. Oh, yeah, yeah. Enforcing correct. rules that you do as a prefect. Which yeah, yeah. I can imagine a bunch of like 12 to 16 year old kids mm. having someone play that role helps the teachers or so like, right? Yeah, like, why you never wear tie? Yeah, huh? why you never wear Monday. Hey, why your shoes not white? Yeah, correct, thing. Why your hair so long? But then, yeah, when it went to JC and it started having council, that was when I was like, well, what the hell is this shit? It's mm. a popularity contest. Mm. Like, nobody knows what the hell you stand for and whether you can 
do anything that you say that you want to do. And then we are sitting here listening to speeches that we have, have zero impact on our lives at all, right? Yeah. That was when I started to feel it's weird. Like. And so that's why when I read this also, I'm like, what is the big deal about the student union thing? Like? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I think in university, like, we went to university abroad. Uh, we were both part of, like, Club Singapore, mm. which you could argue was the student body uh, speaking on behalf of Singaporeans at the uni. Oh, yeah, it's, a, it's more like a <laughs> cultural club, like drinking drinking club. <laughs> Terrence, you yeah. ran for president, no? And you yeah, became president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then two years later, I ran, but we had our presidential yeah, yeah, bids, yeah. no? We were, yeah, hashtag president. Hashtag, hashtag president. So, I mean, that is one thing, like, just based online, like, um, the, the chatter, I think there's a lot of, like, animosity towards the NTU Student Union for, I think, disabling comments on certain mm. posts. Uh, and, and kind of saying like if this is happening within your committee members are you the best representation for the student body la? Yeah. so I don't know how it is now in uni I think I can imagine in this day and age where there is more uh, anyone can have more of a voice mm-hmm. like even if you're a student body you have Instagram you have a social media outreach you can effect change la. Like, I would mm-hmm. like to believe that uh, but in this case yeah, I don't know what they do um, but then like aside from what the union does uh, I did say that that was my first impression of being like like victim shaming lah, right? Mm, mm, but then, mm. yeah lah, like I guess I guess it's it's um it's not it's still not good behavior lah. Do you mean to get someone drunk lah? Yeah. To push someone to the to the brink of being drunk. Lah. Yeah, because I remember like certain friends yeah. I know they were like, hey drink up bro drink up. Then the next morning yeah. I wake up I'm like what the hell happened? Yeah, then yeah. I realized oh there was this asshole who was feeding me drinks. And if that sort of stuff is like called out, is that not a not a good thing, Terence? Mm, I mean, yeah, yeah, correct. It's not good behavior. I I guess why, you know, us and people our age might be a bit puzzled as to the big hoo ha, right? Um, it's because yeah, in the in when you get out of school or the confines of an institution into the real world. Um, there's going to be a lot of people like that mm-hmm. who will be not necessarily just about getting you drunk but like to get you to do things sign contracts or get into you know things that you don't actually that, buy crap uh-huh. yeah there's not there's not good for you right and a lot of times you it's you will see these people still get through life they're not arrested by police they're not doing anything they're not doing anything particularly illegal right mm. But it's very hard to rely on uh, external authorities to to catch hold of them and to you know uh, publicize all the bad things they do and all that. So I'm just like wondering, like um, I mean, this this seems like the school has done an investigation on him. It has punished him for his behavior and everything. Mm. But now it seems almost like they just don't want the person, you know. Uh, involved in any capacity in, in running the, the student union la, or being at, near the leadership of the student union. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess my question is like, then then what, uh, then should he just basically be retreat from student life altogether? Like what is the, what will make them uh, happy? La, just that he doesn't run for, for union president and all these things? Because I ultimately, I, I'm just trying to say that these things are very hard to, to police as mm. you grew up, as you as you will discover in in, in life and everything, mm. right? Bad, unethical, but not illegal behavior. You can't can't be policed, and not everything will have such a 
clear black and white answer to it where there's a disciplinary committee that will convene and do all these things for you, like, right? Yeah, yeah. So, kind of like, if the guy's been punished and all already, like, then, then what is the the end game that they want to get out of it, lah? Yeah, because, uh, I mean, if you look at the, okay, Reddit, I know it's always going to be like a bubble, but mm, that's mm. one of the few places you can find comments on this. Yeah. Like, people are saying, I hope this guy burns, no? If it's mm. true, right? I hope his reputation is torn to shreds. Yeah. And I mean, even if you take gender aside, um, like the fact is like in this case, there is nothing criminal, mm, right? Mm, mm. There's nothing criminal. Uh, mm. So if he's been punished and all, then it feels like, like people are saying, um, you know, uh, even slamming the union for disabling comments. I don't know what yeah. the hell the union does, but for disabling comments, I can understand why maybe they might, mm. if people are speculating before there was an investigation, right? Yeah. If before yeah. an investigation is concluded, people are already saying like, this guy needs to burn in hell and all. Then it feels like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, at that point, isn't it still just a one-sided account? Mm. Mm. You can say that the person, like it really happened. Um, um, yes, it, it could have really happened, but until it there's that investigation, yeah, it is still a one-sided thing. Yeah. yeah. But, I feel like in th- in this day and age, you take that approach, you mm. will get flamed. Yeah. Right. And and it just feels like, wow, this one is... Uh, I mean, on one hand, okay, I'm not saying that giving alcohol to people who want water is a way of experimenting and, mm-hmm. you know, trying out new things. No, like, I mean, that kind of stuff is never good because taken to the extreme, there can be alcohol poisoning. Yeah, yeah. And it could lead to other shit that maybe you don't partake in. If other people see this person who's passed out, they can yeah. be taken advantage of. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. So that's not, that's definitely not good. But in this case, it feels like, wow, this is like a murder has happened. No? Mm, mm. So then I'm like, I don't know, is it just because like, it's a totally different generation and anyone who's a student at NTU listening to me say this will be like, oh my God, you're so insensitive, you know, how can yeah. you be trivializing this? Maybe maybe what we're not seeing is that there is uh, there is a age gap between the the two individuals. Four years, uh, four years. Uh, yeah. I think he's a senior. She's a freshman, freshman right? Yeah. So maybe the age gap to some people is worrying because there is there. I mean, there is some hierarchy of of leadership, I guess, within the student union, right? Mm. Um, but yeah, again, then again, you know the you know orientation and games and all that. There is there's a lot of uh, that kind of stuff going on, right? Yeah. Um, but but the other side of it is that it's taking place in the context of um, uh, sexual assault on NUS or NTU mm. campuses that a lot of people have have voiced out and felt that it hasn't been adequately, um, you know, adequately uh, covered and adequately. Uh, having the concerns of of victims and and people who are friends of the victims and all that, their uh, their concerns have not been addressed uh, very mm. well in the last few years, like, Right, mm. starting from Monica Bay, I remember, mm. and 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 several other incidences over the years, like. And a lot of times, I think the university's responses have been lacking mm. in the in the eyes of many people. So maybe this incident, the fact that this person, in spite of having been punished and, and suspended, and everything. Is still allowed to run for president. Mm. That's what's worrying people, right? Mm. But then, then to me, the, to me, it's more about then it's a constitutional or procedural issue mm. where you need to have something in your constitution that, like our presidential council, election council, right? Uh-huh. Like you can actually deem someone ineligible to run because of certain things that he. Because if you've been, um. let's say, you've been suspended for more than two weeks from duties, that that 
uh, rules you out automatically la, or something mm. like that, la, right? Mm. Uh, I think they have it in Parliament for these things. Like, yeah. right, if you, I think if you are fined more than $2,000, something like that, you can be stripped of your mm. parliamentary duties or what. La. So, yeah, maybe then it's a weakness of their, their own organizational mm. uh, constitution and structure mm. that they need to, that these students need to address. La. And it's, I, I, because I don't know who the anger is directed at now, the NTU, SU or what, la, right? Mm. If it's a constitutional thing, then maybe now's a good time to look at your constitution and see how you can uh, weed out bad individuals. La. Yeah. I, I think there's anger both towards the union and the school. Uh, but then also the school, should they step in? I mean, they have what? They have suspended. Yeah, they they, they, yeah, they correct, investigated correct. and he got suspended from the this union activities and all that already. Yeah. yeah. Because the thing about whether or not he can run, I mean, ultimately, someone can run and not be voted in, right? Yeah. Isn't yeah. that like part of the process? Yeah. Uh, you want to disqualify people before they run. That's why it feels like, oh my God, wait, is this is this like deja vu, but just on a student level? Yeah. I don't know. So, the so, parallel, the parallel is with Tan Kim Lian, remember, with his pretty, pretty girl comments. Uh, and then I think aware and other institutions stepping in and saying, yeah. hey, how can they, he be allowed to yeah, run? Yeah, how can he be other? allowed? Yeah. yeah. But I think our argument there was like, um, I mean, yeah, you know, he passes, he passes some base criteria mm. and after that, why not let the election be the ultimate uh, arbitrator whether he actually should be president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so in this case, it's like, okay, he's been punished, he's been censured for his words already, right? Um, if he wants to run, then vote against him you mm. know, if you don't think that he's he's suitable because of his background or what. Or mm. put it in your constitution that you can withdraw his, you can take away his bid because of his, of, ha- of him having been suspended. Mm. Like. But so, you know, like, I mean, ultimately this is still happening within the student body. Yeah. Like, why, why do you want to talk about this, you know, on, on the podcast? Like, the first topic, Yeah. I mean, it it can apply to a lot of people. If yeah. you're eating crap, you know, you be yeah, careful. Yeah, yeah. But this one, given that, I think maybe a smaller subset of our listeners are students. Yeah. Why do you want to talk about this, Terrence? Most, suddenly people are listening, they're like, guys, I don't I don't give a shit what happens in the student world. Yeah. Give me some real world no, topics. I, but I think like going back to the first thing I mentioned, uh, it's, I think there is a generational difference in how, you know, our time, mm. people our time, students our time and students today deal with issues. Uh. Yeah. And a lot of times I see, you know, a much more, uh, it can be quite quite vindictive sometimes mm. in terms of how, how they deal with people that, that do things that outside of, you know, that, 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 that you know, they see things as quite black and white. Uh. Like, you know, mm. there's a right and there's a wrong and there's, some of the institution needs to step in and do this and all that. But a lot of times, um, we discover in life that there's a lot of gray areas, like good yeah. and bad, gray areas, yeah. good and bad, yeah. that some people will exploit and you have to be very careful. Like, for example, seasonal pr- seasonal pricing on your on your crabs, like, right? Mm. Nothing illegal there, right? But is it the best way to do it? No, like, it's not, like, right? Mm. Uh, so, yeah, you know, sometimes it's also like what, I'm just asking what is, what did to people want to get out of this protesting and this this doxing of this person and everything, like, right? Mm. And then, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's, that's why I think it's interesting to, to, even as an older person or as an adult to, to see this going on in schools and even just process it, understand why are these, uh, students so angry about, about these things. Of course, mm. what we're hearing is from the internet. We do, we know, we haven't actually spoken to any students ourselves, mm. but I, that's why I thought it was interesting to talk about. How about yeah. you? Like, you just, you just wanted to 
uh, what curb the curb the the misogyny going on. Curb the misogyny going on. Yeah. No, I think I think it's why it was interesting to me because my first thought was also like, okay, like this is this is part of like you know student growing up and all. Yeah. It might not be the most applicable, but I think it's super important because this is the future of the future generation that uh. is gonna get older and yeah. you know like be become more influential. Yeah. And I find it so interesting that at the uni level they are already having this sort of discourse, mm. which I don't know for better or worse sounds very similar to what the politicians are doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it sounds on one hand very mature, mm. but on the other hand is like, oh, but isn't, I, I don't know, it, it, it sounded a bit too too similar uh, in the sense like, oh shit, it's almost a replica. Mm. But I think it's very interesting to see how they deal with issues like this. Like, yeah. Because yeah. as a generation, I think it is a universal thing that generally alcohol consumption is going down. Mm. I think mm. I think it's not as fashionable to get crazy yeah like. yeah which is totally different from our time right yeah so with that it also means they are changing perceptions about how alcohol is seen yeah how people socialize and maybe we also as the older generation need to be very careful about just projecting what we experience yeah. on this younger generation like. yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe for them alcohol is like drugs like that you know yeah. like oh fuck you give you give alcohol and like oh shit yeah, yeah and, and like putting uh, you know someone of the opposite gender mm. or what in a tr- tricky situation yeah like defenseless and drunk in someone else's room mm. is very bad la. yeah I is. think it reminds me of the story I don't know if you you can share but you, you talked about um Going clubbing with like younger people before, and hey, then some hey, hey, was, no, no, no. I said, as in contrasting your experience going clubbing, then you know, last time when we, when yeah. we used to go to clubs, people just be touchy feely, and then you kind of got to like fend, fend off people yourself as a girl or what, like, right? Uh-huh. But then now, but when you went more recently and everything, I think my friend went, or your friend went, or, yeah. or, or I thought you were the one who I told went, me, uh. you told me then, then like somebody tried to infiltrate a group, and then everyone turned around and just like. Like shoot them, shoot him away. Oh, no, no, no. Like I think it was from a friend. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. It it, it's it's basically. I think it was a friend who went on a hands trip or something ah, yeah, like that. Okay, okay. And basically, yeah, they were clubbing and yeah, like some 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 guys tried to infiltrate lah. Yeah, but infiltrate they, meaning they try to pick up like talk to the girls. Yeah, la, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Not infiltrate. Not yeah, not yeah, infiltrate yeah. like steal your money. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. it's just like like uh that kind of socializing thing. Yeah, yeah. Talk. But the group as a whole, they were like an like an amoeba, no kind of thing. Yeah. They just. They just turned around, they they went into like that 300 kind of like, you know, that shell, door, that yeah. shell and they just prevented <laughs> anyone from entering. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah, I think there was one where he maybe advanced a bit too much and they started just like, like just as a group, like a like a white blood cell, you know, just just en- en- enveloping him. <laughs> and then <laughs> showing him, boom! Yeah. I don't know about that. I, 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 thought, you, that. I thought that was for your story. Or you're, or you're just it? embellishing it. Maybe. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I was doing Hassan Minaj or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're embellishing but it. But I yeah. think, I think yeah, like it was something, because last time, I had, I mean, I never used to club much, but I went enough to know yeah. that, oh shit, in a club, you go into this black box where anything can happen, yeah, like, you yeah. know. But now it's different. Like. Yeah. It's different. And I think it's super important that, that people just try to understand the younger perspective, mm. because even mm. though we might not resonate, it is it is that's what they are going through, la. Yeah, and it's their way of of yeah dealing with things, and maybe the 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 demand for accountability mm. is a lot higher. Mm. So you get all your carbon neutral, your your yes your uh, ESG goals and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, so I mean, <laughs> rambling on the point, I think the point was that yeah, there are generational differences, even socially, of what's acceptable. 
So yeah. being drunk at someone's room, the random person's room at a party, back then it was like, oh, that was like a normal Saturday, like, you know. Mm-hmm. But for, for kids today, it's like, holy shit, that was almost sexual assault. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and that's just, I think the realities are what universities have to grapple with now. Yeah. But, yeah. but I mean, yeah, if anyone's listening, I know last time also we interviewed the people, the students from Yale and US, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right, which that's were right. yeah. some interesting feedback. If you're listening, yeah. you're from NTU, you're a uni student, it'd be great to to hear your thoughts, man. Yeah. But I think more, yeah, more importantly, it's like the general student, but general body, student, yeah. student body. Yeah. Like what, is this really a very, very, very big deal to everyone, yeah. you know? Yeah. Of course, it's scandalous, a little scandalous, but. Beyond that, does it really is it really move the needle on important issues in school, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes. Cool, man. Cool, 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 cool. But uh, speaking of hearing from people listening, yes. what is your one show comment? Okay, my one show comment was something that came in through Instagram. Mm. Yeah. Well, let me let me pull it up. <laughs> You, uh, okay, so so someone DM'd our Yalabad account on Instagram. Since mm. since it's a private DM, I won't disclose the name. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, they were they were catching up with our 14th September episode where we talked about the U Gulf study, mm. uh, yeah. where it was about whether or not the generation younger generations are ready for a Chinese uh, non Chinese PM. Yeah. Um, and we did say, oh, well, like this U Gulf, a private company, how do they work? Who commissions the surveys? And they wrote quite a detailed thing. Like, um, uh, they work for a competitor market research company in the UK. Mm, uh, mm. Although they are in the qualitative research team where they do focus group interview, um, uh, yeah, like, they did offer to demystify how these surveys were conducted, mm. Um, yeah, the, the panel was strange, but all these major research companies would have, uh, would have won like their screening questions, mm. uh, to assess the demographic uh, questions relating to your purchasing habits, um, and then for polls relating to politics, screening questions will be very broad. Aim would be to get a representation of the general population, um, and then uh, uh, it's not a perfect system, and in this case, it might even have been done not by the not commissioned by the government, but by YouGov themselves mm. to show like thought leadership, la. Yeah. Uh, but they also agreed that yeah, like, these stats without proper context can be annoying, can be a bit patronizing, mm. especially when it's political. Uh. Yeah. But but yeah, so so thanks for, for giving some in insider uh, knowledge. Always appreciate that. Uh yeah, so that was my, my one short comment, man. Yeah. It was uh, it was super, super long comment and yeah, super yeah. interesting to yeah. read, uh, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. What about you? Uh my one short uh comment was from the YouTube uh from YouTube. On the on episode where we spoke to Ian Tan from Ritual Gym, mm. our swole gym bro Ian Tan, swole, yeah. no, no, nothing like that. But <laughs> yeah. uh, nothing thing commented. This episode didn't turn out how I would expect it to be. Thank you, Ian, for opening up about your mental health issues. So yeah, I think uh, people are, uh, who listen to that, it's a they realize yeah, it's quite a gem where. Although it was uh, someone who literally owns and operates a, a, a gym, mm. uh, we probably ended up talking more about mental health mm. or your mental fitness compared to physical fitness, uh, right? That is true. So, uh, yeah, do thanks for listening and, and do check it out if you haven't already. Uh. Nice. Yeah. Um, cool. And then and then your your one-shot comment, uh, one-shot thing. 
Yeah, my one true thing is uh, the trailer for a show that is coming on Netflix in October, mm. which I think uh, it looks looks like something that I would watch. Uh, but it's it's a film called Old Dads. It's a Netflix film from director Bill Burr. Mm. Have you heard of it already? I saw. I, saw, I haven't seen the trailer, oh, yeah, yet, but yeah. I heard it's coming out. Well, yeah, it's it's. Yeah, I think apparently Bill Burr is directing this this comedy about a guy who in his forties who becomes a dad lah to a oh. young toddler, and they're just adjusting to life. Um, you know, in 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 uh, I guess more more PC society and everything these days. So mm. it looks pretty funny just from the trailer itself. So yeah, and Bilbo's a legend. Yeah. Bilbo's a legend. Yeah, it was probably based on his own story Because he had a kid in his forties. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess I guess so. I, I don't know his background so ah, much, but yeah. the the trailer looks pretty funny. Cool yeah. man. Um, all right. So my one show uh, thing is a video I saw uh, on a YouTube channel called Bricks and Disorder. Mm. Uh, it's called Making Designer Furniture We Can't Afford. So they is this uh, duo who mm. basically um, do a lot of DIY stuff, uh. okay. and in this video, they they kind of uh, looked at this one fifteen thousand dollars so far. They wanted it, but they didn't want to pay that much. So they research how to build it, and they take you through the whole sofa making experience. Mm. But why I think is especially interesting because apparently these people. This is their first video of their YouTube channel. Oh, okay. Because they had previously a very strong TikTok and Instagram following where they were making one-minute videos. I see. So when they made the leap here, uh, it's a 17-minute video. And I mean, I think all the fans in the comments, it's nice lah. People are saying, oh, you know, like, thanks so much for making the crossover to YouTube. Love to see this long-form content. And it's mm. very, very well edited lah. Yeah. So they already have like 180,000 subscribers. But I just thought, mm. oh, shit, it's always cool to see like creators go from platform to platform but still do something that is native to that platform. Oh, they didn't cool. just do YouTube shots or or anything. Uh. They actually said YouTube long form content. Let's do long form content. Oh. Yeah, so it's cool. Oh. It is cool, man. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, okay. awesome. All uh, this will be in the description. Check yeah. it out if you can. Yeah. And once yeah. again, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, please hit the follow, subscribe button, leave us a rating if you can. And if you want to work with us, remember the email is contact at ministryoffunny.com. All right, talk to you all soon. Peace.